Welcome to episode 73 of The Kraken Pod, a podcast for your playoff winning Seattle Kraken, dumb whatever you want to call it, uh, fans new and old to hockey, hockey fans looking to have fun along with you. We try to go, go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. I'm fired up. I'm messing everything up in this intro because I am pumped. The series is tied. We got some big time energy after game four last night. We are pissed and we are winning, which is grit. Great. See, I told you I was screwing everything up. I'm so pumped. I can't even get my, my, my words right. Makar's dirty hit. What? If you don't know what we're talking about, shut this podcast off now. Plus dad energy. Huge deal last night. That was everywhere. Uh, the crack and reaction, they'll be filled with playoff talk. Note them questions. Why did this question come from Jared last night? Is there an ejection system in the NHL? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe Kale McCarr will discuss. Plus our three stars of the week. If we even get there, I may have a heart attack. I'm not sure. So let's get to it. Welcome to episode 73 of the Kraken Pod. Let's go. What's up? What's up? What's up? My name is Jeff Chinuzic. This is my friend and co-host. Joey motherfucking Cirillo. What's up? What's Eat up, us? brother? Playoffs, Let's baby. Let's fucking go. Are you? Let's go. How does... You have now had... And it feels like a month like since Rick Flair. Woo! Woo! So... Dude, this is your first experience yeah, holy being shit. into the NHL playoffs. There's a lot of people listening that this is their first experience ever, dude. I I couldn't. Are see, you hooked? I feel like that. Uh, there's like an old, di- uh, like a, a Disney. I can't even talk either. Like a Disney resorts commercial where those little kids were like, "We're too excited to sleep." <laughs> that was me last night, dude. I couldn't fucking sleep. I was actually stone sober. I ran out of beer in the house. And so I just had to power through the game like a normal person. Probably kept you awake. It kept me awake. But, dude, my adrenaline was fucking going. Like, holy shit. What? I know we're going to get into it, but, like, that win was so insane. And then I was like, dude, if we record a podcast right now, it would just be like a bunch of loud noises. Nothing would make sense. Yeah. It's just the best energy, Joey. Have you watched any other uh, series or games? Not going to lie. I haven't had a lot of time, except for I have watched the last couple of minutes of every fucking Tampa Bay and uh, Toronto series because those games keep bleeding over yeah. into the Kraken, yeah. into the Kraken's live broadcast. And I'm actually glad that it is because, holy shit, man, what Toronto was doing to Tampa Bay is actually insane. Um. Listen, I still hate Toronto. Worst fans in the entire league. Can't stand that fucking franchise. But I'm 99% sure that I actually picked Toronto in our playoff bracket challenge to, oh. to win uh, a playoff series this year. And it's looking like it's going to happen now. I don't I don't think I picked them. But at the same time, like, I'm okay with it. At this point, like, I'm just like, all right, let's just move on. Let's They're, they're not going to win the cup. Yeah, like I said, the further they go in the playoffs, the more, the more they'll get crushed later. And I'm all for that. I'm, I'm here for that. Although the Boston thing, I mean, they're, they're starting to roll. So I don't know. Anyway. But you know what? Screw all these other teams. Yeah, fuck them. Let's just get right into it. We're going to start with the game from last night because we're recording this on Tuesday, April 25th. Let's get right into your Kraken reaction. So before the podcast started, Joe and I decided, you know what we're going to do? Instead of starting at game one. Yeah. Right? Because it does feel like a month. It's been a week. Yeah. It feels like I'm, a month I feel like the, like the meme, the Titanic chick. It's been 84 years. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm like, that's how long. I mean, these fucking playoff games, dude. If like, they don't give me a heart attack, I don't know what will. Well, also, too, like, you know, if you're listening to this in on the Pacific Coast or uh, in Seattle, you have to feel for any of your Kraken fans who are not in that time zone because it is tough. Including us. Please feel for yes. us. And yeah. we're not not even on the east coast we're right. central time so we're only two hours behind but still that means games don't start for us until nine o'clock at night yeah. and in overtime games midnight and it's just yeah 1 30 bedtime was me last night so let's let's talk about this because you got to come down from the craziness yeah. let's start with game four last night so much has happened to set up the rest of this series um the crack and win in overtime three to two yeah so many stories from this game uh first of all i want to say this is I did call that they'd win game one. Yes. I said they'd win. Yeah. I put out videos about that. I backed you on that, but you, you were you were the one that called it. You said, without a shadow of a doubt, Kraken are taking game one. And and uh, they have played phenomenally. When, when Colorado wants to or finds the will to be 
the Stanley Cup champs that they Game were. Game three was terrifying. I was like, oh, this is the team that everyone was has been talking about. When they turn it on and, and, the, and the big guys get going, mm-hmm. things happen. But the reason why they can't turn it on is because the Kraken have not stopped trying to be the Kraken. Yes. Like, they have not stopped doing what they need to do to frustrate this team. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the, the, the abs can bust through it, and sometimes they can't. Yeah. And that's why, like, this has been an awesome series. Arguably, this is one of the, the best series in the playoffs so far. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, aside from also, again, Toronto and Tampa Bay, um, but this series being 2-2, homer shit aside, I really do think is the best series going on right now in the playoffs. So the game last night, and what I really like is the Kraken come out strong. They they are coming out every game, first period. Every game, first period. Yeah, um, they're actually the second team ever in NHL history to score first in each of their first four playoff games since the 1918 Toronto Arenas. Fun Ooh, fact for you. I used to love that team. Um, <laughs> They're talk, I'm sure you did. <laughs> but uh, Borgen Schmorgen last night puts us on the board. Nice little, just, just moving it across. It's a nice little one-time snipe uh, from the, uh, the the left circle, which is great. And then Sprong comes in. And <sighs> Off the post. Just ding. Yep, just a nice little ding-donger. Yeah. Daniel Spronger. Uh, and uh, the Kraken are up to a quick 2-0 lead. And it was like, holy shit, party time. This is great. But we've learned anything in this series is like, you can't, you can't sleep on the abs. Two nothing. Listen, a two goal lead really is the scariest lead in hockey. All jokes aside, because you see that a lot, like during games when a team is up two nothing or three one or whatever, everyone's like, "Oh, most dangerous lead in hockey." No bullshit. We have quickly discovered as Seattle Kraken fans that this is this is the exact case. Because uh, what was it? The last game, the Kraken were up two nothing. Was that game two? And they end up losing the game because the abs storm back. Like yeah. whenever they're up to nothing. And I was thinking this and I actually have to shout out the guys over at Emerald City Hockey. They literally said last night, like right at the start of the second period, they were like the Kraken need to score again because two nothing against the abs feels like nothing. And then the next thing you know, you blink and the game is tied 2-2. And it's Miko fucking Ratanen. I have to give that guy a ton so of credit good. because he has two goals in the second period. He has five goals on the series. He's like the one megastar. Well, aside from the one game where McKinnon also had two goals, but he's the one megastar for them that has really showed up because he's doing his thing. Well, they have to because I think the, the Kraken are learning how to shut down um, uh, McKinnon. McKinnon, right? he had like one shot on net all yesterday? Maybe even zero. I mean, like they, they literally held him to nothing. That's probably not going to happen again, but that was beautiful. So, okay. So, you know, we're up and then all shit starts to go down. We have the... The Avs scoring goals, but before that, before uh, the Avs started scoring their goals, yeah. was this controversial hit. Not even controversial. That shit was so fucking obvious. But yeah, let's talk about Kale it. Kale McCarr, so uh, Father Canner, right? Jerry McCann, uh, uh, shot comes around behind the net. On a breakaway. Right, right. So he, and then he makes a shot and he comes back around behind the net, play the puck's still in play. And um, all of a sudden, Kale McCarr comes in. A super late hit. He hadn't had the puck. Uh, Canner didn't have the puck for like five seconds. He comes in. He's not looking. Canner's not looking. Yeah. And he gets rubbed, like pasted into the boards yeah. by Kale McCarr. Dirty ass hit. Yes. I've seen I've seen this morning Avs fans saying like, well, maybe he thought that he still had the puck and he was playing. The, if he even had the puck. Yeah. It still was a dirty hit because he came up high on him and pushed his face into the boards. Like it was obviously he he would have gotten a penalty no matter what. I agree, but it was confusion. Well, and- it was bullshit. By the way, sorry about the penalty thing. Really quick, it, the bullshit part was the refs had to blow the whistle until McCann couldn't get off the ice. Did you notice how late that whistle was? And that was like you did you see that? Like like Jared McCann was on the ice. No, like, it was bad. He was in the next universe, and like yeah. and that's like it was frightening to see. Yeah. And Kale McCarr knew that he did some shit. Like you could see, like you know, I've got three small children so when they know that they've done something wrong yeah but they haven't told you what's up yet or haven't admitted it yet you know you see it on their face yeah he's got like that weird little ginger smirk of his which i really don't fucking like and here's the thing i like listen i liked him as a player going into this series and he's quickly turned heel like i don't know what's going on with this dude but that hit was so fucking obvious and it really bothered me that as fans were trying to defend it, the puck was nowhere near uh, Father Canner. Like, I don't understand. And also, if you watch the replay, look at McCann's body language. He is literally like he slowed down. He stood up. You can tell he's letting like he's he's like taking off the gas. And for some reason, McCarr saw that and was like, I'm going to fuck him up. You want to know why? Because he's the Seattle Kraken's leading goal scorer. So, well, I, that's why you tweeted something about it, obviously. Then I tweeted out last night and said, you know, okay, so if because uh, in the in the uh the Toronto Maple Leafs series. Yeah. All right. Um, Michael Bunting. Yeah. He got three games because he threw a nasty 
shoulder yeah. right into a guy's head, right? Mm-hmm. It was a nasty hit. He got three games, right? Yeah. Now, this wasn't uh, as, it was bad, but it wasn't as blatant as a shoulder into somebody's head. Yeah. But I said, he's going to get one game. And and then Avs fans like, no, he's not going to get, because they initially called a major. They called a major. They backed it down to a minor. Which, I also, which I also disagreed with. Which is, some there was some politicking going on, and yeah. they obviously won that because they're the Avs. Yeah. Haxel, well, by the way, post-game, not happy. He was like, disagree with the major. That hit was dirty. And he already updated the media, which is big because there's never this much transparency in hockey. Piper Shaw, I'm pretty sure, was the first one to tweet it out. He said, Canner's definitely out for game five and most likely for the future. He's messed up. And he's he's our leading goal scorer from the regular season. And I actually I actually had picked him last night. I did I made a bet on the game and I, I picked him to score a goal because I was like, you know, he, he hasn't done much. He hasn't yet. done much it's and they're shutting him down. Time. He's gonna break through. And he almost did there. And Kale McCarr took a chance to be dirty and he did. He it was totally dirty. And he I don't know if it's happened yet this morning, but he does have a meeting today. NHL player safety is reviewing and meeting with him. So I, th- the thought is that he's going to get one game. And I'll tell you this is... That's fucking huge, by the way. And I have some stats to back it up, which we can get into. But yeah, it's him. if he's out a game, Kraken are going to steal game five, I'm telling you. Not steal... There's no stealing anymore. Yeah. Like this is an evenly matched right, series. Fine. There's no stealing. They'll, they'll like, win it. Fuck then. the abs. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. This is not. This is a, an even series and a great series, and I love it. Um, he's he's not going to play. The Kraken can win this. And here's what I like about this: is you have this adversity. We have a rivalry now. Oh, absolutely. And the adversity of what happened was your your you one of your big guys, one of your most liked guys on the team, one of your most valuable guys on the team goes down. Then we give up two goals, and it's a tie game, right? Mm-hmm. But the team did so well against this team. They had so much of this energy, this dad energy going on, I think, yes, right? Yes, yes. Morgan Geeky's first game back after yeah. having a child. He had a child at the night before. He missed game three. Yeah, kids there doing literal earmuffs. And who, 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 but the locker room leader, the soul, the spirit of this team, also big time dad energy. Yes. Who scores the goal a few minutes into overtime? Jordan fucking Eberly. And not only was Ebs, it dad bitch. energy ebbs, but it was, oh, I don't know. How about last episode when we were talking to the guys from Tell It As It Is? And they were like, pick your favorite Kraken player, the player that you think is playing best right now. And I said, Jordan Eberly. Yeah, and then yeah, we talked about how he's been showing up the earliest. He's blasting, you know, nickel back in the locker room, but he's been like the undercover cover leader for the Seattle Kraken. If you listen to our last episode, you know exactly what we're talking about. We specifically mentioned Jordan Eberly, and it's no surprise to me at all that he's the one that comes up with, you know, you can sit here and argue and make a joke about it because the franchise is so new, but I don't know the biggest goal in Seattle Kraken franchise history. I mean, that I overtime say. goal was massive, and it was a, de- as a defensive miscue, and the beautiful part about it is is that uh, Kale McCarr was on his hands and knees like a little bitch, and that puck went right <laughs> over his back and you just like had to see him like turn his head and watch it go in as the roof explodes off of climate pledge arena talk about instant karma that is i mean you can't write a better story than that i gotta say wow good for you as a seattle kraken fan if you were at any of these games at climate pledge jealous dude you have made that a playoff atmosphere you have made like it is so it comes across on tv just how loud that is very proud of y'all proud of you for doing that pop was nuts holy smokes like out of control so ebb scores the game winner yeah the series is tied to two we lose that game then that's it the series will be over i agree i mean i even you know i mean everyone knew it right but you had to say i'm like this game is an absolute must win the kraken played like it out hit the abs 52 to 37 we blocked 26 shots to the abs 18 there was one particular one where it was like the middle of the ice was wide open and turbo took a snipe like off his ankle skated off but still came out and made his neck shift like oh and by the way the kraken last night won 37 face-offs to the abs 29 that's a 56 percent win uh to the to the abs 43 percent like dude the the issues that I've had with the Kraken that they've been getting exploited over the past couple of games, uh, especially face-offs in their own zone, like that McCarr snipe that he had last game, the Kraken somehow found a way to work that. And I know that uh, the practice was not open to the public yesterday, but the broadcast, the national TNT broadcast, said 
that Dave Haxtell specifically had the guys working on the face-off, and it pays dividends because they turn it around, and because they were able to fix those things, at least for game four, they were able to use it to their advantage, and they won. Their puck control has been phenomenal. Yes. Right? They made, made plenty of mistakes, but their puck control overall has been great. And, yeah. and, and how do you really control the puck? You get it from the face-off. Yes, I agree. And these stats, too, like, I, I'm t- if we would have lost that game last night in overtime, that was it. Series over. But, like, yeah. so if you are, uh, if you've watched playoff series or watch a team through a playoff series, a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every single game and every single series has stories has, has like the ups, the downs, like the big time down stuff, like yeah. the animosity you have to go through. Like you have to, you know, fight through this fight through that adversity. Right. And that's what's happening right now. We would have lost that game last night. We have, you know, Jared McCann is destroyed. We would have gone down three to one to the Stanley cup champs. Yeah. But we fought, through it we scored the goal and now look these stats out shooting colorado 43 22 from joey's stat sheet here this is awesome 52 hits to the abs 37 yeah we average around like 20 during the regular season and if you want to talk about the physicality in the nhl playoffs there's a prime example of that 26 block shots abs yeah. had 18 we are outworking the avalanche the avalanche arguably have you know a couple of players that are more talented that's not arguably but yes okay yeah. so they <laughs> I don't want to give them any credit, but like they got like, I know I trust me. I don't either. Cause fuck them right now. But also like when you see McKinnon do his thing on the ice, it's fucking insane. But we have, we, the Kraken have lived up to the, the Kraken that we've come to know is they're deep. Yeah. They come at you in waves. Yeah. They don't stop. And intended. They, they didn't stop. Absolutely. Right. See us rise. Like, so the Kraken killed it last night. And I think by winning that game last night, they have won this series. I think it's going to happen. I think they can, they're going to go back to Colorado. Yeah. Right. And they're going to win. They're going to win. I yeah. think they're going to win. I think they're going to go up three. You two. said Kraken in six. I said Kraken in seven. Either way, we're looking like fucking geniuses because if you looked at like a list of all the national broadcasters that cover hockey, I think all of them, but like one and maybe two said the Kraken even had a chance. Everyone else was like, oh, abs in five, uh, abs in six, which would be a best case scenario for them at this point. Um, I'm, I'm freaking pumped, man. Like this series really has been the most exciting series of the playoffs, which is saying a lot because holy crap, like the number of overtime games that the first round alone has seen has just been incredible. Um, so I have something that random that I want to try here that I mentioned to you. Yeah. I have one of my best friends who's a crazy person, uh, who's a uh, born and raised is a Colorado and he's a diehard avalanche fan. I woke up to a text from him this morning. Can I give him a call? Because I want to see what he has to say about the Kale McCarr thing, especially because I hope he argues with us about it. Okay. Do you want to give him a call for Who? two minutes? We're gonna, yeah. His name is Dan. How do you know him? Oh, God, I met him in New Orleans when he was living here. He has since moved back to Colorado, but great dude. Uh, diehard Az fan. We're going to give this crazy bastard a call. I want to hear what he has <laughs> to say. Hold on. <laughs> he, be- he better be pissed. I'm telling you. Daniel Son. How are you? I'm good, brother. Hey, uh, th- my, we're on right now. We're recording on the podcast. My co-host Jeff is here. This is like you guys formally uh, uh, meeting each other. Dude, all right. So I have to ask you, what was the text that you sent me last night that I woke up to this morning regarding how you feel about this series? You're a diehard Avs fan, but what did you text me? I said they're going to lose. The Avs are going to lose. Why do you think that? Yeah. Because we don't have any fire. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, uh, I was at game two, and it was like that first period was the most pathetic period of hockey I think I've ever seen. It's, uh, we, we take literally till the third period of every game to even get warmed up and get going. I, there, nobody's got any, I like Dave. any fire. Dan. You guys, are, yeah. oh, you Dan. guys have, or the can't have hear me. A, a ton of fire. You, you want it, and that's what matters. I mean, this is playoff hockey. you got to come in hard right from the beginning. Okay, so I have to ask you something, and this is where we might disagree on, and if so, I'm, I'm very excited to uh, argue with you about it. Come on, Dan, don't let me down. How do you feel about, how do you feel about that McCarr hit last night on McCann that took him out of the game and probably the series? Okay, so, yeah, great question. <laughs> oh, no. It was, it was a penalty. It was not a major. The refs did the right job to pull that back. Um, he followed him. Thinking he's following the puck. Now you can argue that and say, yeah, bullshit. He should have been able to see the puck. He followed him the whole way. Wasn't a blindside hit. Um, your man, uh, uh, he was not, Jared was not defenseless. He had his side turned to him. He saw the hit coming. I mean, no, there's no way in the world that was a major and it should not be a suspension. Look at like Pat Maroon on Tampa Bay two nights ago. 
freaking crushes the Toronto guy against the boards, and nobody even talks about it. Complete blindside hit. So I just think it's uh, – I think we're inconsistent in the playoffs. I don't think that's a, 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 that's a suspendable event. I think it was a penalty. I think it was a minor. I think it was correctly called. Um, and I think it's playoff hockey, and, and you, you keep on going. I have so many thoughts on this. Jeff, go ahead. Jeff, yeah. Oh, no. As soon as Dan said that bullshit, I just started pulling up to watch the game. I just, I'm watching it on repeat right now, Dan. And I don't even know you, man. And you're, hey, look, it's cool. It's cool. And non-hockey stuff, I'm sure you're cool. But that's some bullshit, Dan. <laughs> no, it's not, man. If you look, if you, one of your defensemen hit McKinnon in that same fashion, your crowd would have gone ape shit, would have thought it was the best thing ever, okay. and would have been in the same defensive mode, if you will, that I am. That's not a, it's not a, well, tell me how that's suspendable. That wasn't, that was barely even boarding. That was a clean hit. He was not defenseless. He had his body turned to him. He saw it coming. He was with him the whole way. Was, if another man had come around the corner and hit him, absolutely. Damn. No. He was with him the entire time into the boards, and he didn't hit him that hard. And he was—he saw it coming. It's so what? You defend yourself. See, the word, here's where I disagree is because you watch the replay. That fucking puck, like, rocketed into the air, like, away from McCann. And you can tell by his body language that he was, like, he let up. Like, he, like, straightened up so he's not trying to skate fast anymore. And you can just see that he was, like, not preparing for it. I do think that he wasn't completely defenseless, but I do not think he was expecting a hit whatsoever. The reason why I think, like, don't get me wrong, I'm okay with, I'm honestly okay with them changing it over to a minor, but I do think that he gets suspended for a game. I don't know if you saw us. Did you see that he's meeting with NHL player safety uh, today? Yeah, I did. And, and again, I think I think they almost have to do it because we're getting fucking wimpy in, in <laughs> this sport. Um, but... Yeah, look, if he hadn't skated with him all the way there, then I might argue it. Now, the only thing that I'll give you is I've watched that replay a thousand times, and Chael puts his, his shoulder up a bit. Now, he doesn't he doesn't fully jam into him, but he does raise his shoulder a little bit. That would be, to me, the one thing that they would look at and say, you know what, he didn't need to do that. He could have ran him into the wall, and, and that's fine. But he didn't need to kind of give it that extra little umph, if you will. Um, yeah, the concussion umph. This is playoff hockey. I mean, come on. That, that he doesn't know the puck went up into the stands. He's chasing a man who he thinks has the puck in the corner. Again, if it was another player that had come in and hit him, absolutely take him out immediately. I think the refs saw it correctly on the ice. They looked at it. They said, oh, it looks like a major. They went and reviewed it. They go, no, that was just a normal hit against the boards. It's a minor. He shouldn't have done it. Keep playing. All right, Jeff. So I have to say something. So Dan, like you, lifelong hockey fan, has been watching his entire life. Do you agree? Like, this is just playoff hockey. It is what it is. You're shaking your head. The only thing, here's, uh, so he's suspended for one game. Um, oh, wait, he is? Just came through. All right. So he's suspended. Yeah, he's so, out game five, so, Dan. So Dan, your analysis is yeah. obviously wrong. Um, <laughs> no, but okay. So what I'm going to give to you, Dan, is this. I'm going to give to you that I, 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 if McCarr says, I thought he still had the puck, which could be fair, um, then, then I could see that. Now but I call bullshit. Jared, he, he Jared McCann. Jared McCann slowed up. You've got Kale McCarr, who's arguably one of the best hockey players in the world, right? And he can, and, and there's a lot going on, right? And so he maybe did. Maybe he didn't see the puck go flying up into the into the net, but Jared McCann did, and he knew that McCarr was behind him, mm-hmm. but he did not brace at all for that hit. He because he didn't think he was going to get hit because Jeremy McCann's thinking plays over. Yeah. I'm slowing down. Yeah. McCarr did not. So either the question is, and we'll never know, did McCarr take that opportunity to nail McCann and just do it? Or did he truly not know that the puck was out of play? Yeah. That's, that's what, that's what I'll give him on that. But it was, it was still, it was a nasty hit. McCann did not know that it was coming and he was defenseless and, you know, one game I think is totally fair. No, look, I'll, I'll, I'll disagree a little on the defense ones because he had his body turned towards him and he could see it. Now, if this was Evander Kane, fuck yeah, it was a nasty hit. This is Kale McCarr. McCarr doesn't play that way. He has no reason to play that way. He's never played that way. So I appreciate everybody's going to get rallied up and yay, that was a nasty <laughs> hit. Now we can hate him forever. Fuck that. I mean, the reality of it is it's, it's, it's again, this is hockey. This is playoff hockey. Um, I, 
you, if your man's out, then, yeah, they're going to review it. They're going to suspend him. I guess that's what happened. I don't disagree with that. Tit for tat, you got a man out, we got a man out. That's the way it is. That's the way you move forward. I just think, I just think that um, I think the refs got it right on the ice when they took it from a major back down to a minor. Whether we want to call it a, a suspendable event afterwards, I don't know. I think it's you can look at it either way. I try to take myself away from being an abs or a cracking fan or hater or lover or liker or disliker and just go, you know, if I was to watch that in any other game, and again, I'll, I'll ask you to go back and look at Pat Maroon um, take out the, the Toronto guy two nights ago right up in front of the bench. I mean, that's a clean, obvious, boarding uh, suspendable event. He absolutely splats him against the wall. He's not involved with the play. He blindsides the man. He doesn't even get a penalty. More or less, does he get a suspension? Yeah, yeah that's, so, no, that's in, inconsistent. Inconsistent. That's yeah, we, we can we can definitely agree that the refs have been shit uh, through, through the playoffs, and there's been teams that have gotten too, completely hosed. Here's my here's my question for you, Dan: Is as an Avs fan, going back to being an Avs fan, is how do the Avs pull this off? How, how do they? What do they have to do to win the series? They gotta get mad. They gotta they gotta play. A, they got a stronger forecheck. They gotta come out just from the freaking initial puck drop and play to win. I mean, they can get their shit together, um, but they just, man, they're just slow from the start. And it almost looks like, I, I mean, to be honest, and I hate to say this as an Avs fan, it looks like Kraken is the experienced playoff team and the Avs aren't. The Avs come out hesitant. They come out a little bit, like, seemingly not wanting the puck. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, game two, they lit it up in the third. That's what they need to play. You know, all three periods. They need to come out just from the start and go go crazy aggressive. You guys last night, from the very beginning, I mean, it looked like you were on a power play from the start of the game. It's um, The abs just need to get energy and get enthusiastic. Now, I can get, cons- not conspiracists, but kind of weird. Something's going on in the background. I mean, why is Nishkinen... I did see that from the team. Yeah, nobody even knows. Nobody even knows why. Yeah, Um, something weird. Something weird ain't right with the psyche of the abs right now. So how do they pull this off? They got to just pull their britches up and play hockey like they know how to play. Um, Because they're they're still a good team even with their injuries. All right, I'm I'm gonna. My last question for you is is a two parter. Are you going to Game Five? And also, how drunk you gonna get? Oh, well, I'm hoping to go to Game 5. Now, I'll tell you what happened in Game 2. We got pretty drunk, and um, we were having a blast. We have these we have these awesome seats. We kind of sit suite level, but they're, they're like fold-out chair seats. I don't even know how we got them, but we have those as our season tickets. And we don't realize how loud we get up to the people that sit right below us because they basically sit at our knees. Well, man, we had some family that was not happy with our, our F-bombs and our yelling and our cheering and our screaming. So... We got official warnings, and then we got um, we got a babysitter for the whole game. So hopefully this game we don't get a babysitter because we were just cheering for for the abs as we should. Wait, um, when you did you get like an official babysitter? Like someone from the arena was asked to come and watch you because you couldn't act like adults in front of families. Yeah, because yeah, this dude playing in front of us nine one one the fucking you know text if you're not having a good fan experience and so yeah we had this lady and this dude come and stand behind us the entire freaking game no to make sure we weren't cussing we could yell and scream and do all the cheers but you know couldn't let an f-bomb fly not like everybody else wasn't it's the playoffs Come on! Exactly. It's fucking hockey. <laughs> I mean, come on. Don't bring your little whiny ass wimpy family if they don't fucking be there. Who Jesus. do you want? Who do you want in there? The kid that's gonna eat a one four dollar hot dog? Joey. I mean, she was flying out thumbs even after the warning. She just got down kind of on her hands and knees and yelled in the back of the dude's head. <laughs> Wait, so uh, who really, this really is my last one here for you. Who was the uh, the Avalanche broadcaster that Kristen, your girlfriend, literally dressed up as? Like a mohawk, the mustache, the whole deal that like went on like the official Avalanche Twitter. Um, yeah, God dang it. No, it's like asking me a joke and then I can't remember his name. Um, it is, uh, uh, God dang it. We can look it up. It's fine. But he's got like a crazy mohawk and stuff, and he wears like these like multicolored suits. And Kristen, yeah. 
dressed up like him to the T and like stood next to him and it went on like the PK official Superman? half stuff. No, it's not Pete. No. He wears a mullet, and uh, the, yeah, he's, um, um, anyway, he, I can't think of his name. That's fine. Unbelievable right now, but just look him up. He's the, he's the mullet man that, uh, that does the announcing, and yeah, he wears all the colorful suits, and so Chris and got into an argument with him last year about he was the reason we lost a game, and so <laughs> they got into it, because we sit right next to him and the announcers, and so um, they, she, she said, all right, we got a mullet challenge. I'm going to come to the first game this season, and I'm going to have a better mullet than you, and so she did, she out grew his mullet and dressed up just like him and put a fake beard on him so yeah an actual mullet by the way she wasn't wearing a wig like she legitimately had a mullet oh yeah no she shaved the sides of her head (laughs) that is awesome all right all right brother that's that's phenomenal we got to get going dan but i appreciate you let me know if you know if you go to game five and i'm sure we'll be texting throughout the rest of the series you bet. Hey, go Abs, and hey, congrats, guys. You guys are playing well. Uh, I hope you can do well. I'm worried about whoever we meet, either one of us next, um, and hopefully it's not Dallas because I hate those pricks. But, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, agreed. F- fuck the Abs and go Kraken. I'll talk to you later, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Nice to meet you. Oh, my God. All right. That, yeah, I totally want to go to a hockey game with that guy. I tell you, oh, he's, I, he's a blast. I, he had a, officials like at the arena that had to babysit him. He's in his early 60s. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. His energy is, awesome. is out of control. And I don't. I'm. I very much believe that they had to have officials watch him during the game because he's dropping a lot of. Words. Oh, I believe that one thousand yeah. percent. That guy's a fireball. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Except for the except for the McCarr thing, but yes, the, uh, disagree. I appreciate his uh, intensity and honesty and passion for yes. what's going on. Yeah. So, all right. So you talked about game four. We talked about this in depth. I just want so the 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 games before right games one two three. All right. So from game one, what's your highlight? What's your one thing, Joey? Oh my God. Uh, game one. Well, crack and shock the world minus us. You called you called it going to be a winner. I backed you on it. I'm like, we're going to make it happen. But I, I don't know, man. Just Gruby with 34, uh, with 34 saves. Um, but my highlight was the bulletin board material afterwards when Nathan McKinnon was asked, uh, what did they take away from Gruby after that game? And his quote was nothing. I'm I like, lo- all right, thanks for the bulletin board material. Love that. Yeah. I love that. He was so pissed. That yeah. guy is, is I, I do. I like, he, he's pissed. My dude. most favorite thing out of, out of this series so far yeah. is, and I don't even really hate Kale McCarr, but what's cool is I've learned to hate Nate McKinnon. I, I hate him. See, I'm, I feel the opposite where like, I loved, I loved McCarr. Now I'm like, fuck this guy guy and with McKinnon I actually like him more like after game three the game that he went off and like basically won for them he was like going after Kraken players afterwards like defending his teammates I'm like man if this dude was on the crack and I would be so in love with him, yeah. but right now it's hard to watch. So that was, what was your, what was your it. biggest that highlight was it. from no, game one? Highlight from game one was that Nathan right. Kinnon being pissed off and angry and, and, and snubbing grew. And obviously there's some, there is some shit going on with them because he, he, he hated Grubauer. Obviously that's why he's no longer on the abs. So Nathan McKinnon, I think is uh, also too. He is a good friend of Sidney Crosby, who I, who I also hate. And um, yeah. I, so I'm a, they train together in the off season. So he's a bitch and <laughs> That was it. So game two. Game two. What's your favorite? We, lo- we lose there. Yeah. Uh, I do like the fact that the Kraken come out strong and they score some goals right away. So they, yeah. like they, they, they blew the lead. But I think that's honestly, I think that's what taught them how to keep up in, in the next game, game three, and then eventually learn how to win and stay ahead. Yeah. Uh, at least win in overtime in game four. So they're getting up early and they're doing what they need to do. So that's my game two highlight, even though we lost to the abs and then. Game, uh, game three. Game three. Yeah, I mean, the Kraken also lose. It was 6-4. Um, you know, honestly, my biggest highlight was this is the first game at Climate Pledge Arena for the Seattle Kraken in the Stanley right. Cup playoffs. So right. that that for me was the biggest thing. By the way, really quick, uh, the person that uh, we were talking about dressing up as is Mark Rycroft. We'll have to tweet out this photo. Look. This is the I'm sh- this is bad podcasting, oh my but God. that is his girlfriend Kristen next to Mark Rycroft. Okay, with that's an actual legit. mullet. That's yeah, legit. <laughs> so these are these are the people I'm friends with. That's so, anyways, legit. but yeah, game three. Um, yeah, it, it's Climate Pledge Arena, first home game, Stanley Cup playoffs. Absolutely, the atmosphere at Climate Pledge has been phenomenal to watch on TV. So as like a third party, not there and watching on television, y'all are killing it and crushing it. And I'll say that multiple more times in this podcast. Um, I forgot about this too. It was, it was good to see Matt Benier score. Yeah, Benier's oh, pretty cool. 19, 19 seconds. And by the way. We have to shout out the big rig. He's been playing so good this oh series. And he hasn't been given a ton of credit, no. but he's been playing out of his freaking mind and it's been a lot of fun to watch. All right. So we move on to uh, this coming Wednesday night, um, you know, April 26th. Again, we're recording on Tuesday. It's going to be in Colorado and uh, this is going to be, this is, a, this is a must win game for the Kraken. They've got to win this game. Um, 
I think they have to do everything they did in game four and then some, and they've got to bring the anger out and they got to keep their composure. I think that's what the most important thing to me is keep the composure. Don't get emotional, but use that uh, in energy towards effort. Right. So don't get revenge. The best revenge is winning. I think we, I'm not going to call it, but the Kraken, I will say this, the Kraken have to win game five in Colorado. You have to, you cannot, you cannot be uh, climbing back into the series to get to game seven. So I think we got it. Our foot is on their necks and we have got to push for that. Yeah. I mean, we have them exactly where we want them and no one thought except for, you know, us and, you know, some other homers out there. No one thought that we would be in this position, but guess what? This series is freaking tied um, and we have a chance to really take it to him. And McCarr being out is massive. Like, um, I mean, like, I, I don't know, man. He deserves to be out for the one-game minimum. So it is what it is. You guys took out, you know, McCann. Uh, now you're losing McCarr. I can't so, even talk right now. I'm no, sorry. but what, to Dan's point, though, is it's true. Is You know, you think about it like, oh, man, McCarr's gone. Yes. But Jared McCann, for not really doing anything in, in, the, in the playoffs so far, it's because somebody is shutting him down. Yeah. So that's one less talented, like super talented player that we have on our team. Yeah. Yeah. that requires their top shutdown guys to shut them down. So, you know, like, do we come out on the winning end because McCarr's not around? Yeah, McCarr's pretty phenomenal and one of the best defensemen on the planet, right? Yeah. But at the same time, we're also missing our leading goal scorer. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. The only thing I'm worried about is... Ken hasn't really showed up in this series, though. So it's one of those things where, like, McCarr is such a difference maker for the abs. And I love Father Canner, but he hasn't really gotten going in this series. Um, you know, and Ryan Donato has been getting more time on ice, like, in his... His, in his place and he's been playing just fine like defensively mm-hmm. and offensively like yeah. I really like what he's doing and I'm not going to sit here and lay a bunch of stats down but did you see the tweet from Travis Yost nope. earlier today so Travis Yost said looming McCarr suspension is going to be significant and he basically just treat, uh, tweeted out a little like graph so if anybody's on Twitter you can go and check it out and it basically just shows game one two three and four for this series McCarr on ice versus him off ice and what the shot differential is and it basically mirrors so if you look at it it's like McCarr on ice for game four their shot differential was like plus 30 and when he's off the ice it was like minus 27 so like him yeah and it's like that for every single game in this series it basically mirrors itself them losing McCarr for the one game on that it's a dirty hit on the dirty hit on father canner uh, it has massive implications. I think it's a lot less implications, um, you know, than than we are than we have for losing Father Canner. So I don't know, man. It's it's one of those things. I just want Jared to get better. Hopefully, he can come back for Game Six Friday night. You know, back at Climate Pledge, but we'll see. He's probably concussed. He just needs to rest. Yeah, I, I really hope it's not anything worse. But I mean, it looked rough. So yeah. Whew, man, this has been awesome. The Kraken have been phenomenal. Uh, it has been so cool to watch. There's a lot of stuff going on right now, too, in the world of sports, right? There's, um, you know, the NHL playoffs. There's basketball playoffs. There's I mean, golf's going on. And here's the thing about the NBA is DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, you can, if you're a new customer, make a $5 pregame money line bet, and you'll score $150 in bonus bets if you your team wins. Uh, plus, there's also two ways to, to, to win. Score a no-sweat uh, same-game parlay every day during the NBA play, playoffs. Open the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, app, opt in and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to ten dollars um and the nba series uh i was kind of looking at the um the breakdown of the series um just the other day i was kind of surprised like miami's uh, kicking some ass which was a little surprising um the knicks the knicks how about the knicks doing pretty well yeah, which is pretty cool so the Cavs, yeah they're making moves yeah, so I like that. So anyway, here's what you got to do. Download the app now. Sign up with code T, code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. There's a whole bunch of restrictions and eligibilities and all that sort of stuff. See our show notes to find out exactly what's going on. But DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, uh, love those guys and love using the app. So... No dumb questions. This is a great one that came in last night. What is no dumb questions? This is where don't don't feel uh, you know at all, and I love it. Nobody does, which is great. Don't feel ashamed that you don't know something. Ask us. We're the podcast that wants to answer your questions because half the time we don't know the answer. We got to look it up. But ask us any question in no dumb questions. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. So, Joey, what is 
this week's know what I'm question. This is perfect, and it's very on uh, on brand for where things are at right now. Very topical. Jared Ostrader. And Jared, thank you. He's always submitting questions to us, a member of the Kraken Pod fam. The question is, is there an ejection system in the NHL? So I try to break this down as best as I could, and the best way to really start looking at it is the different penalties. So most penalties in hockey are minor penalties, high-sticking, holding, hooking, tripping, etc., Then you have major penalties. So major penalties can be assessed for the same actions as a minor. But if the officials basically say that it's a more severe infraction, um, an example of that would be like you cross check someone, a minor versus you cross check someone to the head that could be given as a major penalty. So then there's different penalties. And this is where last night the hit from McCarr to McCann uh, really kind of comes into context. So there's a game misconduct penalty where a person gets ejected from the game. An example of this is like if someone's continuing to fight when a fight's already been broken up, uh, throwing equipment onto the ice, vulgar language to a ref, uh, et cetera. But in a game misconduct penalty, there's no power play for the other team. You actually just sub a player out. So the the person gets ejected from the game, but the team can sub. Now, a hockey match penalty, and a lot of people were calling for this on the hit last night. So a hockey match penalty is the same as a game misconduct penalty, but... While the player is ejected, so the person has to leave the ice, the uh, the opposing team gets a five-minute power play as if it were a major. And it's these uh, the hockey match penalties are usually reserved for a player who intentionally hurts or tries to hurt another player. So I think because they couldn't prove intent, which is why the why the hockey match penalty wasn't given last night. So and then this is how specifically ejections work. Um, so the NHL Department of Player Safety, which is located in New York, I I did not know this. They watch every freaking game, Jeff, and they watch it. Um, they both they watch both the home and away broadcast because they're trying to eliminate like, any biases. So I do appreciate that. So when a specific play requires further review, what they do is they immediately will clip that play, and then it gets emailed to the ad- entire department within minutes. So last night that hit. As the rest were figuring it out, I guarantee that clip was already cut in the NHL player safety office and emailed to everyone within that entire department. So additional discipline. And this is what's huge because people were like, oh, they're not going to review it because it got knocked down to a minor. No, you are completely wrong because additional discipline on a play may be given to any player, regardless if the infraction was even penalized on the ice or not. So if something happens and the refs even miss it, like, okay, so Dan was talking about the hit from the other day. If for some reason, NHL player safety wanted to review that hit, even though there was no penalty called, they can do that and assess um, additional discipline. Uh, also the additional discipline does not have to match the call from the on ice official. So the infraction, uh, can lead to a suspension or a fine, even if it's like called a minor example, what just happened with Kale McCall yeah. called a minor on the ice, but he gets a game suspension. Um, so yeah, that's basically it. And if you really want more information on it, um, article, this is real specific article 18.2 in the collective bargaining agreement between the NHL and the NHL hey, your sources are, are at least legit. No, yeah, no, it's legit yeah. yeah. So I, and I honestly was really interested into looking into this because I really don't know much about that. Like I, you know, minors and majors and all, all that stuff, but I didn't know like the player, like how they're watching games home and away, all that shit. So anyways, uh, article 18.2 in the CBA, uh, lays out specifically how the department of player safety, uh, looks into injuries um, upon review of specific plays. So because Father Canner was injured, they are going to take a deeper look into that because of what happened on the ice. And there's a whole list of reasons why they look into that, but it's all about player safety. So that is why, you know, McCarr, even though getting called for a minor, gets suspended for a game. Exactly. Yeah. So I do like the fact that, you know, it doesn't always, it doesn't have to match exactly what happened on the ice when it comes yeah. to the call. So. In fact, they don't even have to call it on the ice. They can still review it and mm-hmm. a person can get additional discipline as a result. So sitting here and tweeting and be like, well, they're not going to review that. Actually, they review basically everything where anything kind of goes down. Just because you don't hear about it doesn't mean it's not being reviewed. I know what's cool too about uh, majors and all like a match penalty though is if you get a power play on one of those, yeah. um, it doesn't matter how you can score as can many score times as, many as you want. Yeah, play right? doesn't so, come off. Yeah. Yep, there's no, it's five minutes no matter what. You can score 50 goals and, and you'll still have there's that There's that power famous play. clip. Oh, I forgot which playoff game from years ago where a team was down by like two or three goals and there was like a really dirty hit on one of their guys and they 
score like three goals to win it because they were on a major. Yep. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. I'm going to have to look that up and see which game that was. So good news is uh, breaking during this podcast. And by the time you listen to this, you'll, uh, you'll know is that Cam McCarr is out. And uh, I think that is definitely deserved. I, just, just the level of how Jeremy McCann got hit and the carelessness of how Cam McCarr, whether he knew or not, um, finished that check. And Jared did not see it coming because, you know, if I'm standing next to you, Joey, like in line at pizza, yeah. pizza line, like on Bourbon Street, right? Like, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, and I don't know you and we're just standing there. Right. And uh, I come to you and I say, hey, you son of a bitch. And then we get in a fight and you punch me in the head. Mm-hmm. OK, that's I knew that was coming. Right. But I'm yes. just standing there and you just clock me in the back of the head. Yeah. Even though you saw me, you didn't know the hit was coming. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what was going on. Yes. Jeremy McCann thought that the play that's why was I over. I disagree with Dan. I, I understand Damn. why he's explaining it the way he's explaining it. And he's an old school hockey dude. He's like, hey, this is playoff hockey and also the nhl isn't consistent i agree that they're not consistent that play was dirty there's a reason why he's out he was being a homer i'm an also also i'm not 60 but i (laughs) i much respect to him but i also too am a lifelong uh old school hockey fan and uh even if i wasn't watching that i would say you're gonna get suspended for a game i'm not gonna be angry about it i'm gonna say you can get suspended for a game anyway all right Three stars of the week. This is where we catch up on what's been going on uh with uh, our personal lives we kind of rank some different things and um we ranked them just like you would uh, a hockey player, right? So um, I'll start my third star of the week, margaritas, homemade margaritas. <laughs> Pretty simple. Was that a, a little get together with some neighbors on Sunday? And um, they were like, oh, our friend, our friend's wife, she's making like, she's starting a little side business. She's making like these little, you know, like the gallon bags of like margaritas you can get from, you know. It's like, oh yeah, you ever heard of skinny girl? You're like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Oh, here she is. The billionaire, whatever her name is. Bethany Frankel. That's it. Um, no, but she, she's like, she, you know, she, I know, I know who she is. It's like, oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Well, we bought a couple of these margaritas like oh sweet let's here you want to do the blood orange one like, yeah that sounds delicious so okay. having the blood orange margarita like oh my god delicious delicious well like three margaritas later i was, I was like gonna... holy shit okay oh, gotta slow down a little yeah. bit here so anyway yeah. homemade margaritas this, yeah. i mean i like i don't know if i can get them anymore because i may have now been restricted from these margaritas probably due <laughs> to family reasons did you go in like the bounce house when you're all hammered by ah! yourself or something no no i just was I, by the time later on and i did not drive but by the time i got home i was like just like totally wiped out i was like oh those margaritas snuck up on me and anyway long story short so that was like uh, yeah the three that you pounded in the middle of the day oh yeah. they were so good it was like drink i, I was like is there alcohol in it i don't know <laughs> I topped it off once with a little bit of extra tequila. I was like, oh, I don't even taste the tequila in this. And like, you no, idiots. Right. No, there's, yeah, of course there's the tequila in like it. So well, anyway, margaritas, that's number three. Okay. Uh, my number three is Nate Diaz. So I am not like the biggest UFC person. I just don't have enough time to really get into it, honestly. But there's a viral video going around. So he's from Louisiana and he was in New Orleans, apparently. Not apparently, he was this past weekend and was on Bourbon Street And there's a video going around where it looks like a dude um, was starting some shit with him and wanted to fight him. Did not recognize that he is like a world-renowned dude that you basically just don't want to fuck with. And uh, the guy starts a fight. And within two seconds, Nate Diaz put him in some kind of a chokehold. Very calmly, by the way. Middle of a packed Bourbon Street. Everyone's wasted. Nate Diaz puts this guy in a choker and this guy goes unconscious. And I'm like, you know what you probably shouldn't do when you're on Bourbon Street is to fuck with Nate Diaz. And I was talking to you before we started recording today. It's like, even if you don't recognize him, which I do, even though I don't watch UFC, but even if you don't, he's got like crazy cauliflower ears and he's got like the face and the build of a guy who's been through some shit. You can just look at somebody like that and just know. Like you shouldn't just assume probably don't want to pick a fight with him. And that's why he made that guy go to sleep. So my third star of the week is Nate Diaz. Number one, I haven't been on Bourbon Street past, uh, you know, nine o'clock at night in probably six or seven years. Speak for yourself. Okay. So there, so there's that. (laughs) Number two, number two is if I, if there was something going on like that, I would be making sure that whoever's with me is with me saying, let's go the other way. And I'd be running as fast as I could. Yes. Okay. So number three, now getting close. Now looking at this viral video, which I did see, and uh, I saw the aftermath too from the guy is, Nate Diaz, yes, when you're squaring up with somebody who looks like they know what they're doing, like he knew what was up. And the other yeah. guy was too ripped up to see that, apparently. Yeah. But also looking at the other guy who's in this, he looks like somebody who thinks he knows what he's doing because he watches MMA. Oh, 100%. And UFC stuff. So you got Nate, the guy who actually knows what he's doing. And has like beat up Conor McGregor. He's like, dude, do you really want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> like he looked, he, right. He, so, but then the other guy was like, probably like, I got this. I watch yeah. MMA. And then he goes, he doesn't know who he was. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> 
that was pretty solid viral video. I, I, you know what's weird? I don't me? like violent videos, but that one I was like, you know what? You're fucking with the dude. And he, you know, he could have been way worse. He could have just hit you in the face. Well, he could have just give you a couple quick strikes, and then it got it gets real bad. But he put you in a little choker. Well, sometimes when I'm flipping through Twitter, as I watch some videos, and I've watched a couple of fight videos lately, and I'm like, I got to stop watching these because these are some margaritas. It's a margarita. Well, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love doing that. Drinking margaritas, and watching <laughs> fight videos. Fight. But I, I think uh, your kids. <laughs> now I'm getting served more and more and more fight videos. I'm like, stop. How do I got to reset this algorithm because I don't want to watch anymore? Because yeah. some of these fight videos are like, some of them are like, oh, here's like a crazy fight at a grocery store. Oh, that's kind of like. Funny. Like it, yeah. And then the next one's like, here's a fight where a person died. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, what's going on? Jesus, like, man. I, yeah, like I stopped doing that. It's like fucking here's, here's another fun fight where it's just some people just yelling at each other and it's like they're throwing a chair at a restaurant. Okay, cool. Then the next one's like, here's somebody shooting 50 people. <laughs> do you do you ever watch bum fights back in the day? Yeah, I did. I used to I love bum fights. I used stuff. to love bum fights. Uh, I used to watch so much bad yeah, stuff yeah. back in like i'm so desensitized from, oh dude yeah i mean yeah it's just not good not, not good, good. i'm glad the internet's cleaned itself up a little bit but the twitter's definitely got to have some sort of reins i know there's nobody working there anymore but they got to start having some reins on there yeah. so anyway long story short all right uh second star for me is i went to the zurich uh, golf tournament uh last friday nice uh, which is a pga event that happens uh here in new orleans and it was awesome i watched zero golf it was just hanging out and networking and that's it I, it wasn't even golf it was just, it was just like drinking at a golf course and eating food at a golf course sounds awesome and just talking to people seeing i saw clients there i was like oh, i didn't know you were here what's going on i was like i watched zero golf how many margaritas did you have there i did not have any margaritas there i had some beers okay. and a couple of uh, gin and tonics nice okay. that's my jam that's my, my gin and tonics are my go-to like yes. even keel you're a gin guy yep and, and my get crazy and lose it a little bit is margarita so okay. i gotta watch that so, yeah, you say the margaritas for the house and the family's around. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Daddy's angry again. No. Daddy's watching bum fights. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? What's dad watching? Oh, no, I'm scared. <laughs> Counseling years later. Yeah, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Bum fights and margaritas. It was every weekend. Normal parents say for a college fund, you're saving for better help for your children. Yeah, yeah for and therapy. faster Wi-Fi to watch more fights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. My second star of the week is just Sco Buffs, University of Colorado. Uh, it's where I went to school. We have Dion Sanders, prime time as the head coach. This uh, past Saturday was our spring game, which is a scrimmage that no one ever gave a shit about. I think last year, like maybe a thousand people showed up for it. Maybe not even that. And it's just something that no one cared about because last year we won one game. We've been one of the worst teams in NCAA football. And because Dion Sanders is there and is working on flipping the program, they sold out the stadium 48,000 people. It was nationally broadcast on ESPN. It was like this whole, it was this whole ordeal and it was so awesome to watch. So I made sure that I stayed home for that. And I watched my Colorado Buffaloes on fucking ESPN for a national broadcast for a scrimmage game. And I'm like watching it. I'm just like, how is this real life? So my second star of the week goes to the University of Colorado School Buffs. That's awesome, man. Good good for you. I'm glad you got that, that buzz going it felt on. Great. There was a documentary that was on that I was watching. Yeah, on. right after that. Yep. So I was watching parts of that with the Dion and yeah. that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, there's so many great uh, documentaries out there that I need to watch from like sports from back in the day. Like all these guys are talking about. You just about keep rewatching the same basketball one. I know. No, no, I, actually, no, I haven't watched it again. The Redeem team, I have not. So, um, Joey and I, we both have the same, we have both have the same number one. I saw, I cheated, yes. I looked at your notes. Um, uh, that's fair. I like the, the NHL playoffs. I, 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 I have been watching, um, other games, including two, like the cracking games are, which sucks because it's so late, but the other games I get warmed up. I, I've been watching the other games, watching some other hockey. And, um, I will say the regular season's fun, but it does get to, into a grind and it's hard to watch any oh, other team yeah, except hard. for your team. Yeah. But in the playoffs, it's just different. Watching the Tampa Bay Toronto series, uh, the Kings Edmonton series is pretty phenomenal and awesome. Um, like every series is really pretty solid, which is great. So I agree. And so my, yeah, my first star is the same. And I just, have to quickly say so member of the Kraken pod fam Kyle Rancor hit us up and he had a great idea where he was like today should be like national dad day I was like let's do national dad energy day to celebrate Eberly's goal uh, in overtime to beat the abs in game four so to celebrate national dad energy day what are you gonna do Jeff I know I know you live this every single day but you have a specific example like Kyle was like I'm gonna mow my yard real nice I'm like I'm you know I'm gonna help an old lady cross the street 
maybe drink a non-alcoholic beer. Well, I'm all about like celebrating a specific day, but I got to tell you, man, like I've had, like I came home from the golf tournament and then mm. I played wolves in the, in the living room with my kids. Oh, you're like they're wolves. And but like, I'm wrestling one of, one of them is like the wolf and I'm the protecting dad, protecting my children. And okay. then, so they're like, I'm throwing them the wolf around. Nice. Right. And they're laughing and giggling. Okay. Uh, Margarita is throwing your kids around the living room. Yeah. 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 So this, so, but then I also, I think I broke my toe basically playing <laughs> basketball in my son's room with his little hoop there. So there's, that how'd you break your toe in a carpeted room i'm assuming with well a you know loop? there's bed posts in there and stuff uh, so you're running yeah. into shit yes nice. ran into shit um, you're more injured than Eberly. he plays professional ice hockey that is true that is true <laughs> i uh, also too mowed the lawn in our backyard because there are poisonous venomous um for real uh venomous uh copperhead snakes back there what the fuck? we saw one and i killed it i because look i hate to admit that i i i any safe snake, which I'm well-educated in snakes now, any non-venomous snake usually eats other snakes, mm-hmm. so I leave them alone. I don't mess with those, but like the copperhead, I can't risk that because there's apparently a nest somewhere in our backyard. Well, I mowed the lawn. I mowed it down to like 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 turf levels just so they get- Did you adjust the settings on your mower? Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck I yeah, went in there. I, I emptied like five bags of, of mulch, like, uh, of like, yeah. like not five, the two. Clippings, yeah. clippings, right? But then I found another snake. I had to kill that. So like I went- How'd you kill it? With, with your the, bare hands? No, I had it weed whacked the shit out of it. Because it came flying. Oh, what? You took a weed whacker? Well, I was weed whacking a section of the fence. Jesus, dude. Is it a terrorist or a snake? It's a venomous snake that could bite my children or my dog. I'm serious. (laughs) I don't, I'm not. I'm not going to relocate the snake. So I'm I not, get it. It's going to read whacker. I'm relocating it to did heaven. Did it splatter blood? Were you like looking like yes, a Dexter? I almost did. What? I don't want, well, it was mud that got on me. I was oh, like, oh shit. Did I just, because I think it was dead. You know what I mean? So anyway, no, it, it popped out of this little hiding spot, which is good because I, it was an area that I had, like I had to, the grass was out of control. I had to clip it down. I had to like cut it and it came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, pff, I got to kill this thing. So you went and got the weed whacker. You came back and you handled it. No, business. I was weed whacking the Oh, thing. you're already doing I was like, oh, there's a snake. So anyway, like I I feel I hate killing animals. I really do. Uh, I don't hunt. I do fish, but I uh, release them for the most part. Anyway, long story short is if you're going to email me, murderous ways to me. I'm just saying. Protect, so I'm doing that. I'm protecting my house from snakes. I'm playing wolves <laughs> with my kids. I'm doing other things. So the dad energy is uh, is definitely high, and I think it should be celebrated. And I love the fact that dad energy has rallied this team. Oh, dude, it's it's totally high. And then Morgan Geeky. So I want to know, members of the Kraken Pod fam that are listening to this episode, how are you going to celebrate National Dad Energy Day? to celebrate the Eberly goal in overtime to beat the abs. I want to hear, like, you can tweet at us or Facebook or Instagram or anything and just let us know, like, what's the dad thing that you are doing to celebrate? Maybe I'll wear, like, uh, some pleated khakis and I'll, like, tuck the shirt in with, like, a nice belt. No, nice, like, no, nice no, no belt. pleats. Dads are no pleats now. They're no pleats now? What are yeah, dads like, wear? your dad, my dad probably wear pleats, but, like, okay. pleats, no, it's, like, the flat front khakis. Now, the belt flat tuck. Front, the the, the, the tuck, belt tuck. Yeah, yes. the belt tuck, necessary. Maybe I'll wear a visor with that, like a Dude, nice I polo rock, shirt When I killed the visor. snake, what was I wearing? A visor. Of course you were. Totally was. You, was would, you with the visor on look like a, like a Division II NCAA coach. Well, I basically like am. With offensive the coordinator. Football. Yeah. Another dad energy thing. I'm coaching flight football. <laughs> I'm going to say this to Nick Bowman, uh, a couple he tweeted out. This is pretty funny. Um, last night, uh, a plus for the Seattle Kraken graphics department, keeping track of geeky's goals and babies so far. The series. Oh, I saw that. Stat. You saw this. Yes. And, as, and as it says, it's showing Morgan geeky. It says this postseason goals, one baby, one. So he's on a, he's on a tear. Right yes. Now. Phenomenal. One so, goal, one baby. One. Goal, I like that ratio. One baby. Yeah. Pretty phenomenal. So yeah. there you go. All right. Um, All right. <laughs> oh geez that's not a dad thing is just choking on your own what spit in the middle of the podcast you weren't even drinking anything you just started choking i'm telling you part of being a dad is getting old right yeah, so you do things like it. that you, didn't you have like a how's grandpa? your knee by the way speaking Fan- of dad awesome okay. i got a treadmill and i'm walking every day i like it i feel stronger than ever man nice so that means i'll snap it this weekend yeah <laughs> playing wolves there you go playing wolves on margaritas <laughs> so Here's what's up. The Kraken, they have to win this game on Wednesday. Yes. Uh, this has been phenomenal. You are killing it, crushing it as a Kraken fan. Be proud of this team. Be proud of what they're doing. They are a special team, and they're taking it to the defending Stanley Cup champions, and they are on their heels. They don't know what's going on. What Dan said, if you heard that in the middle of the podcast, what he said is like, they just don't feel, they're not, they don't have the fight. They don't have the fight because the Kraken are wearing them out. Yeah. Okay. So they're a talented team, but the Kraken are coming at them hard and they don't stop. So that's the reason why 
the avalanche, and the only time the avalanche score is when they can get to a tired Kraken team and they exert their talent, right? And yeah. that's what they, that's what happens. They exploit it. McKinnon dancing on the fourth line. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So long story short is thank you for listening. Let's go Kraken. I feel in my bones that we've got this series. So thank you so much. Keep at us on the Twitter, on all the social media, at Kraken Pod or the Kraken Pod. Definitely let us know about that. Dad Energy Day, what's up with that? And uh, and thanks for any ratings you've got. So it's awesome to talk to you all. Oh, one last thing. The Bookish Mac. I want to give a heads up to the Bookish, Bookish Mac on Twitter for helping us break the uh, suspension news here. Oh, nice. They, okay, good. Uh, they good. tweeted to us, which is really oh, cool. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. Yeah. Middle so, of recording. Good call. Let's go cracking. Let's get to it. Thank you for listening. Joey, you good? I'm good. And I have something better than a chirp of the week. I'm oh. just letting y'all know, but you can set it up. But yeah. I got a, got something nicer than that. All right, chirp. A chirp of the week. Is it is it still a chirp? Yes and no. Okay. Here's a thing of the week. It's just something celebratory. Hey, here's a celebratory thing of the week from your friends at the Kraken Pod. Let's go Kraken. Let's go, baby. Everly in front for Schwartz. They score! Hey!